Welcome to Bon Jovi Discussions. Today I have my friend Cheryl all the way from France where it's three o'clock her time, nine o'clock my time. How are you Cheryl? I'm fine and you? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. So we always start off with these um, episodes with how um, you became a fan. So so let's hear your story. How did you become a, a, a fan of Bon Jovi? Um, well, as far as I remember, Bon Jovi was always a part of my music, you know, but it was just the big hits like Prayer, Always, You Give Love a Bad Name, you know, big hits. So you, like, you listen to them while you listen to other bands and you, they weren't your favorite at the time yet, right? No, I never had really a favorite. I was just listening to everyone. And uh, last year, uh, my cousin, she asked me about rock music she should listen to. And my first answer was Bon Jovi. I was like, you should listen to Living on a Prayer and, you know, those songs. And and it gets me more into Bon Jovi. And then um, during that time, I fell into depression. And actually, Bon Jovi helped me a lot through those difficult times. And it became really more and more important to me. So now I'm a big big Bon Jovi fan so well that's good what's your favorite album and song oh no don't tell me something because that's our point of the podcast is our, yes <laughs> I want to be surprised I want to be surprised so okay what is your um favorite album my first answer is always keep the faith but it's really hard to pick just one because they're all so good I know, I know. I, I go back and forth on my absolute favorite album because I, I say Crush because it's what started it all for me in 2000. But as a fan, I say Lost Highway because I really love all the songs on the album and the lyrics and just that era with the memories I've made. And so I go back and forth. You know, Crush because I became a fan, Lost Highway because that's my favorite as a fan, you know, so, mm. but okay. So what we're going to do today, which is going to be really fun is we're going to tell each other our top five favorite songs. So mm -hmm. we'll go back and forth, you know, our absolute favorite, then second, second, third, third, fourth, and, and so forth. So we'll start off with you. So tell me your absolute, I don't know. Should we keep it in anticipation to our ultimate favorite or should we start with our ultimate favorite? You tell me. <laughs> let's do let's do our ultimate favorite. Okay. So what is your ultimate favorite song? I think you probably know it because on Twitter I said it yeah. all the time that it's living on a prayer. Living on a prayer? Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know, every time I've seen the band live, that song always gives me goosebumps. Oh yeah. I love you know, it's so electrifying to uh, sing along because every single person, whether you're a casual fan or you've never seen, you're, you've never listened to the band, or back to the casual fan, or even like a hardcore fan like us, you can't help but not sing along. And yeah. so, I, every single time I see it, you know, as soon as those keys, you know, David starts the keys, and you know, the talk box comes in, and and all that, it's it's electrifying. I get goosebumps, and you look around the entire arena, stadium, whatever. And you see thousands and thousands of people jumping up and down, excited, and uh, it's just it's a it's a blast. And you're singing along, and I think the most powerful moment is 
the final course, right? When uh, you live for the fight, when it's all that you got, and you go into yeah. the forest, and everyone is a smile on their face, you know? Yeah. That song brings people together. As you said, even if general fans or people that never really heard of Bon Jovi, they know that song. It's This song is really, really powerful. I really yeah. hope to see them live and to sing that song with all of the people around. You've never seen them live? Never. Oh my gosh. You gotta yeah. fix that next year. You gotta fix that. Yeah, I'm waiting for the the next tour for the European tour because I I would do anything to be there. Like I have to be there. Just one in my life. Do they come in your area often or in France not a lot. Uh yeah. the last time they were there was 2010, I think, or eleven. Eleven they were in your yeah. Okay, yeah, cause they didn't go there for because we can tour, uh -uh. and they didn't go there for this house tour, and obviously they didn't, they didn't come here this year for twenty two. Um, wow. Yeah, they don't came a lot. I think they would. In ninety one, they were there too, maybe in two thousand, but that's it. Okay. Well, you know, if living on a prayer is your your absolute favorite, that song is going to take you to a whole new level when you see it live. It's like. You know, videos don't even do it justice. You've got to be in the moment, yeah. seeing on Prayer live. And I tell you what, I I missed. I've said it all these years. I I missed it as an opener because it really pumps you up during at the beginning of a show. But it, it's better as a closer now because it's the most electrifying and anthemic song at the at the show. So it's great as a closer. But it was nice to see it as an opener again in Nashville. The total surprise and. It was, it was great. Uh, uh, I can imagine. Yeah. So what is it about the song that, that makes it your favorite? Mm, probably the rhythm and it's just so catchy and it's oh pure rock. I just loved it. It's yeah. uh, my it's a it's, it's a song that makes me feel so good and like in the car. Oh my god, I'm crazy in the car with that song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I just loved it a lot, a lot. Yeah, I love the uh, the guitar solo. I've been I've been learning this the solo on it, and it's it's pretty yeah somewhat easy at the first half, but the second half is like all over and stuff. But uh, it's it's great. What do you think of the the demo of it on the the 2004 box set? I liked it, but I I prefer the OG version. Oh yeah, any mostly anybody would, but it's still you know a real gem. To, yeah. to to listen to, you know, because I, I really I think Rob Richie's vocals are more heard in it, you know, and uh, the the ending of it too with Richie and uh, that's great. So. Yeah, yeah, it's a great song. I also love the um, acoustic version a lot. Oh, yeah, Prayer ninety four. I yeah. love Prayer ninety four. That's probably yeah. my favorite acoustic version. I sound cliche there because there's so many acoustic versions, or even the one on this that feels right that he did. Yeah. Um, with the one Russian singer and then Olivia Diabo, however you want to pronounce it. I love those versions as well. And I yeah, yeah, me too. But, um, okay, so my absolute favorite, you probably already know this one. I know. <laughs> what is it? You want to make a memory. Ah, yep, that's my absolute favorite one. And it's such a different kind of song that they've never really done before, you know, with that, you know, that you start out with the first minute with that bum, 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 and then, you know, it's nice and slow. And then once you get into the second chorus or even to the solo and 
bridge and final chorus, it really picks up and it like just kind of like takes you. It's kind of like a it's silly to say this, but it's true. It's kind of like a plane takeoff. You know, you, you, the plane starts to leave the runway and starts to slowly get, gain its speed and all of a sudden it, t- it takes off. Yes. That's how I, I describe the song because and then, you know, the song ends and you, you just want to put it on repeat and stuff. But, you know, what they did so differently, too, with that song was the ending. Instead of just leaving off with the final, you know, the end of the chorus, they do it uh, instrumental. And then, you know, Richie's doing, Richie and David are doing their, their ruse. And uh, I just love it. And the, the video, the music video is also my favorite video, too, of the band. So oh, it, it's, yeah. a, it, it's funny because my favorite song and my favorite video are both the same song. But... um. I remember when it was first because they premiered it on. I want to say American Idol or it was, I think it was um, on a TV award show because I remember at the end, at the time, Richie's dad was dying, and uh, at the end of the premiere, they performed it as the premiere, and uh, at the end of the performance, John said, "Hang in there, Adam," which was Richie's dad, and I think that was an award, that was back in March two thousand seven, but I can't. Uh, can't remember um but but yeah so i remember this is before itunes days and digital and so i remember i recorded it on a vcr i still have the tape and thankfully it didn't get eaten because i replayed it over and over and over and over and then like a few weeks later the video came out on vh1 and i recorded that watched it over and over and over and i, I don't know if you remember top 20 countdown no Okay, so back when VH1 actually showed music, they did a top 20 countdown. So every day you could vote for your favorite video. And then so the top 20 countdown the next day would, you know, play the song. Okay, you want to make memory hit number 14 this week. Next week, fans voted, it'd be 12. And I remember I voted every single day for it to be number one. And it, it did hit number one. I have it on my VHS, but... uh yeah, so a lot of memories with that, you know, waking up early for the premiere of the video or Top 20 Countdown or when the album came out and stuff. So, and live, it's great. I love it live. Yeah, I saw videos and I guess it's better when you're there, but just in videos, it's just really amazing. And yeah. I wish they would play it a little more, but. Yeah, you know, that, that whole song is a mood on its own. You know, the three, four minute song, I always put on repeat because it just puts me, it's kind of like the song, It's Hard Letting You Go. You listen to it once and it puts you into a mood. And, you know, I drive everyone around. I don't know if you do the same thing, but if I listen to a certain song and I kind of get into a mood with that song, I put that song on repeat and I'll listen to it a thousand times. My wife will be like, enough. (laughs) um, Oh, my God. Yeah. All right. So let's hear your second favorite song. Um, I'm thinking that we maybe have the same favorite, second favorite, but it's it's my life. It's my life. Okay, it's it's actually not in my top five, but really, no, it's not. But it is the song that started it all for me, which I'll I'll share my story here in a second. But uh, um, so why is it your second favorite? Um, I think it's my life is is the boundary songs that we heard the most in France. So it's probably the first song that I heard from Bon Jovi and again, so catchy, so anthemic. And it's just, you 
you wanna you wanna dance, you wanna sing, you you, you wanna scream your lungs out, and I just love that song. Either as living on a prayer, just really catchy and what a song I'm in. And and the lyrics, oh the lyrics just and you know what? I listened that song a thousand times and I never really listened to the lyrics. And last year when I fell into depression, I heard the words and I was like, oh my gosh. It made me realize so many things about my life that I wasn't up here happy about and it was a kind of hard, but I needed it. So mm-hmm. I'm really grateful for that song. And also um, the acoustic version is amazing too. I oh yeah, especially the, the, I was just, I know we've talked about, I've talked about it with other Bon Jovi fans too on Twitter and stuff, but the, uh, the acoustic version really takes the song to a new level, you know, it, more intimate, more emotional yeah. uh, uh, song. Um, but what I like, so I discovered the song obviously when they were promoting the, so the video was on VH1 back in two, May 2000. And I thought it was the coolest thing, you know, seeing this guy who was a, a passionate Bon Jovi fan, you know, going through all these obstacles to get to the Bon Jovi show that was oddly in a tunnel <laughs> and, uh, but i remember watching every single day and then you know getting the crush album a month later when it came out and and uh yeah but you know the, the lyrics are really um motivational and, and like you said with your depression too you know it, you find a lot of optimism in those lyrics and a lot of confidence you know um you know one one lyric that is the bridge you know um you better stand tall when they're calling you out. Don't bend, don't break, and you know, don't back down. But you know, that song itself also, I want to say, revitalized the band because the band was going into a new era. And yeah. remember, you know, Bon Jovi released these days, which was the last group album of the '90s, so '95. Then they toured it till '96, and then obviously John and Richie they were doing their own thing solo, and you know, John's acting career. So the band was kind of absent for four years. And originally, Crush was supposed to come out in 99 with the title Sex Sells. Then it got changed to Crush in 2000. But, you know, I think It's My Life really revitalized the band because at that time, pop was pretty much the, uh, or the hardcore stuff. Mm-hmm. was the mainstream music that people were listening to. People weren't really listening to rock anymore. And so when Bon Jovi came out with It's My Life, I, w- I, w- I would... Pretty much say it's my life was pretty much the most popish song at the time that they had released prior to their their catalog if that makes sense mm-hmm. so um it's my life i i think made crash the success that it was and it obviously introduced a new generation of fans such as myself and yeah. and uh it's just it's 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 fun and you know going back to it live you can't help but not sing along to it. Oh, you yeah. Know, especially, you know, the wow, wow, you know, on the on the talk box and stuff. So, But, okay, so my second favorite is, so I would probably say Shine. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Hmm. Shine, which is uh, off of, for people that don't know, off of 2020. It was on the deluxe edition. But I, I think, you know, Shine really proved that John can still write an incredible love ballad and vocally he really poured his heart out um, into it and um, and so it was actually my wife's and I's wedding song too because prior to that it was going to be thank you for loving me loving me but 
you know, along with the, I don't want to be like the cliche wedding song of, among mm-hmm. other Bon Jovi fans. So we changed it to Shine, and I'm glad we did because I, uh, I really, I, I, a lot of those lyrics I relate to how I feel about my wife and. And uh, it's just a great, and I, I was so sad that it didn't get performed back in April, and hopefully see some kind of light of day at some point because it's it's truly a, a beautiful ballad. Yeah, yeah, I love it a lot too. It's a uh, yeah. John is really amazing to rock uh, ballads. I think they are the band with the most beautiful ballads ever. Like oh, absolutely, no doubt about it. Yeah, you know. You know you know they write it from their heart and i think when a when a it, it's hard for me to listen to a band or a singer even though they have good songs it's, it's still hard for me to listen to somebody who didn't write their songs you know mm-hmm. like when they were someone was getting you know sometimes i know some people don't have the talent of writing a song but it's harder to listen to an artist sing someone else's song because I don't think you can put a, enough. Um, you can relate to it certainly, but you can't put that emotion. You know, for example, you know when uh, Richie wrote "I'll Be There for You," or you know, I know John wrote it too, but Richie was primarily this one who wrote "I'll Be There for You." But uh, always or something like, there's a part from Richie or John that came from that experience. So when they're singing it, they're singing it very heartfelt. Yeah. You know. So all right, what's your third favorite? Uh, my third favorite is actually a ballad, and it's always. Oh, see, a good segue into always. That is probably, and obviously you know the story, but just in case people don't, it's actually a lot of people have that as their wedding song or dedicated to their loved one. You and I both know that it's actually about a stalker. And so for people that are watching and don't know this, so Always was written in 94, originally for a movie called Romeo's Bleeding, which was about a, a guy who was a stalker. And and so John didn't like the movie, pulled the song and put it on a shelf. And then a few months later, the band was doing a uh, Greatest Hits. And uh, John had asked, um, or the producer, I forget his name, but asked John to put Always on the um greatest hits and like living our prayer john didn't think it was going to be any good always became the band's number one selling single and uh so it's funny when people you know dedicate always to something like you do know that that's like a song about a stalker and stuff i mean yeah if you if you listen to the lyrics yeah it just sounds like a real real love song but you know but hey i still love it vocally it's probably one of john's best songs he's ever done oh yeah for sure for sure and even though the song is a bit darker than what people think, uh, I think there's still some hope in it and just the rhythm. And I just love how every instrument find a place to shine on the song. Oh, yeah. The intro with the Tico and, and then the guitar and, and John voice, of course, and the keyboards. Oh, my gosh. I just love that song so, so much. So, so much. Yeah. Beautiful song. Yeah. And I'm glad you mentioned because everyone does get a pretty much a chance to to really shine on that um, on that song. And the video too is probably one of my top five favorite music videos too. You know with this with the story. I don't know why, but when I was a kid, when I first saw that video, I thought it was a mother and daughter thing. Oh, really? <laughs> and and I'm thinking, why is he? He's with the mom now. He's with the daughter, kind of thing. You know, and I thought obviously I knew the daughter was like 18 or something. I just 
the uh, the brunette woman, I thought she was a lot older than she was. And then obviously now I know that they were pretty much close to the same age and they weren't mother and daughter. And so now the story makes a little more sense to me. But as a kid, I'm like, this guy's a... Yeah. <laughs> so, but... um. All right, so my third favorite would probably be Stick to Your Guns. Oh. Yeah. So I like that because when I was in high school, you know, I wasn't the most popular kid. And uh, that song kind of helped give me confidence, you know, like, you know, obviously I was made fun of for being a big Bon Jovi fan or having longer hair and, and blah, blah, blah. But that song gave me a lot of confidence, you know, like, you know, stick to what I believe in and, you know, and just, you know, the, all the lyrics, you know, were very, gives you a lot of confidence in yourself and, you know, like, it's okay to be who you are and, you know, stick to what you love, stick to who you are and and stuff like that. Yeah, so. it's a great song. And it's a shame they don't do it live very often anymore. You know, yeah, right. but it, it is one of those songs where it's a John and Richie song. You know, like it'd be, it's kind of like how it's awkward to see Wanted now because it's a John and Richie song. And, uh, but Richie has, there's a solo version I have somewhere of Richie doing it solo back in the New Jersey era. And it's so good. Oh. And hopefully, you know, that sees the light of day sometime. But, uh, yeah, I love Stick to Your Guns. Yeah, yeah, it's a great song. I love it, too. Yeah, you know, aim from the heart, some will love and some will curse you. And, you know, mm-hmm. you know that, that's like the perfect example of what I'm trying to say is, you know, be who you are. Some will love you, some will love you and some will curse you. You know, you can't please everyone kind of thing. That, you know, that's one of the big power of Bon Jovi, I think. They always have the right words to say. Mm-hmm. They, they, they're always somewhere, someone that will um, feel the lyrics that will relate to them, and that's yeah, yeah it's it's amazing. I, it's a great song. I love it too. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it all goes back to coming from a good place from your heart. When he, they're writing those songs, and they're coming from a sincere place, and that translates when you write that song and when you perform it, record it. So, yeah. all right, hit me with your fourth. Uh, still with ballads, actually, and it's Bed of Roses. Bed of Roses, okay. Yeah. You know what? I hesitated a long time because I'm like, is it Bed of Roses better than always? Or, And it was really hard but because they're both amazing. And I was like, I knew always all my life. So I was like, no, no, always is third place. And and I put Better Resist just right after. Better Resist is phenomenal. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, I love, you know, one of those others. It's, it's funny because we were talking about a lot of songs and music videos and they complement each other. Better Roses is the same way. I, you know, when I first heard Better Roses as a kid, I was like, yeah, I, I like this song. I really liked it because of John vocally on the chorus and all that. But when I saw the video, it added that emotion, you know, like you know, the band going on tour or John writing, and you know, it just had that visual intimacy to the song of what, you know, they, they just both complemented each other, you know, the video and the, and the song. And, uh, you know, live, it's, it's, especially during the 90s, when John performed during the 90s, wow. I yeah. mean, vote, you know, I'll always say 90s John Bon Jovi vocally was in, incredible. 
Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, I, lo I love Better Roses. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, so. a huge uh, fan favorite. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, my fourth one would be uh, Roller Coaster. I love Roller Coaster too. Yeah. So Roller Coaster, I remember I started my career when I moved. So I moved like an hour away and I didn't have any friends up here yet. And I was living al alone and I had a girlfriend up here for a brief period of time and it didn't work out. And uh, I remember that the album was already out for about six months. And when I heard Roller Coaster, then I was like, yeah, this is a good song, but I wasn't like crazy about it. But I remember moving up here six months later after the album came out and going through that breakup, having no friends up here, new job, new places. I didn't know anybody. And I felt so alone. And I remember I was so, I don't want to use the word depressed, but kind of really down on my luck, sad. And I remember just going for a road, road I just went on a road trip. And I remember I was on the highway driving and Roller Coaster came on because I had all my Bon Jovi songs on shuffle. And it just, I can't even explain it, but just like, like it was like flown through my veins. Mm. And uh, I just, I really related to the lyrics and where I was at in my life. And, and ever since it's become one of my favorites. And so like when I see it live, I like I just like close my eyes and I sing along to it and I just I love that song so much because at the time when it came out it really got me and I really got it if that makes sense you know yeah. it, it's funny how you can relate to songs so well you know especially yeah. when when you need that song the most during a period of your life you know yeah exactly for me uh, it was uh, th I think the songs that came to me at the right moment last year during my depression was Miracle. Oh my gosh, oh. that song. When I heard the lyrics, I was blown away because I was like, how do you know me so well? Like the mm -hmm. first verse, I, it was describing me. So I was like, wow. And I take it as a sign, you know, to tell me, you know, it's gonna be okay. I mean, even the this, this song title, Miracle, like, and just, it just came to me at the right moment. But, yeah, I totally understand what you feel about roller coaster, and it's a great song. I love it a lot. Yeah, you know, it, it, it makes you, you know, it goes back to you, what I was saying about stick to your guns. It makes you realize you're not alone. You know, yeah. There's somebody else out there, whether it's you know Jonathan Temer in the song, or or someone else, you know, like like you or me that can relate to a song so well. It, it proves that you're not alone in what you feel, and yeah. you know sometimes people have trouble describing how they feel. Music helps you describe how you, you know, like, that's how I feel. You know, like Roller Coaster was the, and I never realized it until I was on the highway driving and I heard that song. I was like, that is how I feel right now. You know, yeah. even though I knew about that song six months before that when it came out, you know, it just, it, it got me that day. And so, yeah. so, all right, your last and fifth favorite. That was a lot to choose. There's so many songs that I wanted to put at that place, but I finally choose Runaway. Runaway, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> what do you put, Gritty? Runaway, well, I think Runaway was the first song that I heard when I uh, get into more Bon Jovi songs, you know? I never heard Runaway before, and I listened to it and I was like, oh, that's really good. And I just loved it a lot. I mean, like first Bon Jovi song and so catchy, so 
kind of fun, I guess, but I just loved it a lot. It's I again on the car, like I'm screaming, <laughs> singing that song. It's just <laughs> such a good song. I love it. I do yeah. the uh, the air keys. I always joke. I do the air. Yeah, keys. I, do, I do the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then and then the drums and then the guitar and I, I, I just love. I love it. And, uh, and I also loved it during the cross. And I wish they would have continued this. And I think they still could. The what, what they did during the crush tour, they did just David and John. It was more of an acoustic runaway. Yeah, I love the acoustic version, actually. It's a good and, one, too. And I wish they would have put that on this that feels right. Or, you know, like I was even saying on this last tour, the 2022 tour, when they were doing the acoustic set, they could have done that. You know, give the whole band a break and just, you know, just David and John. For, you know, yeah. I think that would have been awesome. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? That's also a thing that any of their song, even if the OG version or acoustic, it's it sounds amazing. Like Yeah. Bad Medicine acoustic is amazing. One of my favorite. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's yeah, I love acoustic. And yeah. I'm, I'm drawing a blank on my fifth favorite, Memory Shine. Uh, oh, I know it. Okay. I Will Drive You Home. That's oh. my favorite. And that was a bonus song on the deluxe edition of uh, This House Not For Sale. Fun fact, that almost didn't even make that, and, but it did. But I love I Will Drive You. It, you know, just that whole somber mood. It goes back to the, you know, being in the mood for a song and having it on repeat. I just love how easygoing it is. You know how you know how here comes the next day. You know, it it's just like you know it doesn't. It's not like Bed of Roses or Always or even Memory where you start out slow and then it takes you. You know, and it, it becomes this big thing. I'll drive you home. Just stays in that somber three four minute mood. You know. Yeah, and, uh, I, I love that one. Oh, yeah. this is not for sale. Has a lot of great uh, bonus track. I I will say the the, the entire album is awesome and it's a yeah. really 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 great album i will always say that the bonus tracks were the best songs on the out al of the album you know yeah, like yeah. I, like i will drive you home and touch of gray should have definitely made the uh, touch of gray definitely should because of the subject matter really fits even now but back then 2016 it really fit in with the times and uh well, there's Good Night New York, there's Color Me In. You know, all those are so yeah. great. Yeah. And um, I was kind of hoping that they would do I Will Drive You. I know the band will never do I'll Drive You Home Live. But on a runaway trip, that's a real treat. Because I've seen that a few times now at runaway trips. And it's it's great to see John sing that. You know, kind of give some light on that song because it's truly underrated. You know? Yeah, yeah it's a great song. Even though it's my fifth favorite song, the only thing I would change about that song is the end when they do like the band auto-tune in the back, you know, like that. They're singing the chorus, the band. Yeah. And, but other than that, I, I love it. Yeah, it's a, I, I love to listen to it when I feel kind of sad or something. It's it's a beautiful song. I love it. Yeah. You know, and that song, it, it could be taken in so many different ways too. A, it could be about a long-term relationship where... Um, you know, he's talking about Dorothea or, or something. And it can also be about the band, you know. You know, just 
you know the whole car metaphor too is 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 great and and stuff and uh you know it, it, i think it also you know about the longevity of the band or you know the with the fans and stuff you know you know, the, you know like you know because obviously you know john has said in interviews you know he, he can't even though i still think they're the greatest he can't compete with the the newer stuff but you know so in the line you know some, something new will come along or something like that and uh yeah but it's, yeah. it's a great song so it deserves more uh, recognition for sure yep okay so before before we end the recording here so you you gave me five hits which is okay five but i gotta at least know one deep track that's your favorite not a hit no, never no, a single no. never a hit yeah, yeah. you know what i i, I think but my answer is easy it's diamond ring it's the oh, song okay I love, I love this song so so much Oof. i love uh diamond ring i see, and i love the new jersey demo of it a lot more than the these days demo because a lot, not a lot of people you know the casual fans don't realize that they actually wrote and recorded diamond ring back in new jersey sessions in 88 and then yeah it was more electric more drums and uh, more rock driven excuse me and then they re recorded it in 90 uh 94 for uh these days to come out in 95 and uh but yeah i love and that's another john Ritchie song it wouldn't yeah it wouldn't be good to see now because it's, it has that john Ritchie essence you know yeah so, yeah yeah it's uh, yeah but i would love to see to see to see it live i think it would be amazing even if rich is not there but as it's a huge favorite i think it's on my top 10 songs like yeah yeah for sure it's beautiful like yeah. to me also it's a big favorite so that, so that last part like to me also oh i love that's one of my favorites on these days yeah and one of those other songs too that the video complements the the song and uh, what i really like about lie to me is richie Richie's background vocals on that song, you know, mm. like during the verse and when John singing the, you know, Richie's, you know, repeating the verse in the background and all, oh, just so Richie really shines on these days. He really, really does, you know, both yeah. guitar wise, and uh, more of a bluesier sound too on some of those songs. Yeah, so. it's it's a great song. These days has a lot of amazing songs that also deserve more recognitions. Yep, exactly. Well. Thank you for coming on. I had a blast talking about our five uh, favorite songs, and uh, that was a good topic to talk about. Yeah, thank you for inviting me. I'm, I was so excited to do it, so thank yeah. you. I was excited, too. I know we talked about it over the summer, and just our schedules just didn't line up, and yeah. And I got a few other people in, but we finally got it done, and uh, yeah. I always appreciate talking to you on, on Twitter and uh, Instagram yeah, and all that, so more great conversations to come. Yes, for sure. <laughs> All right, let me end this real quick. And uh, thank you for coming on. You're welcome.